So hello everyone and welcome to the next instalment of Alphabet Accounting with me Jodie Lucas and Lisa Weaver. So then Lisa we're talking about all these concepts where do these rules come from? Well, that's a really great question because the rules are set by a governing body and that's why we're talking about it in A because A stands for ARGA and ARGA is the Audit Reporting and Governance Authority. Now, that's the body in the UK that basically sets the accounting standards that that companies are following. Um, Some of you might have heard of its predecessor, which is called the Financial Reporting Council, the FRC. And at the moment, we're at a bit of a a state of change um, with the regulatory bodies. But for the purpose of our podcast, I think it's enough to know that we have this this body called ARGA. They set accounting standards for UK companies to follow. Uh, Without getting into the technicalities, there are different types of accounting standards for different sizes of companies, whether you're listed or not listed. We don't need to go into the ins and outs of it. But basically, this authority called ARGA, they set the accounting standards and they also monitor what companies are doing. So if companies get their accounts wrong, they can take action against them and they also deal with the auditors and set the standards for auditors to follow yeah and under these normal under these new rules that have more perhaps like tighter rules will they have more power than the predecessor yep so because there's been quite a lot of company scandals and some people listening to the podcast might have heard of companies like carillion that went bankrupt and patisserie valerie where there was a massive fraud thomas cook Thomas Cook that went bankrupt, leaving thousands of people stranded on holiday. So these authorities, they are quite important. It might sound a bit boring, like they just set accounting standards, but they're important to make sure that people can trust accounts. And when investors are putting their money into companies, it's important that they know that there are rules and authorities and people who are monitoring how companies are putting their accounts together. Brilliant. So still thinking about A, what do we mean by the term of authorised share capital? Okay, so authorised share capital is one that students often get confused with because the first thing I'd like to point out is that the authorised share capital is how many shares a company may issue. So it doesn't actually go on to the statement of financial position. It gets disclosed in the notes to the accounts, but it doesn't actually go as a journal as part of the financial statements themselves. So when you form a company, you when you first register a company, you decide how many shares that you're going to have that you may issue and you also go and determine the nominal value of those shares the face value of those shares so it might be that when I form a company I decide that the maximum number of shares I want to be able to issue is a thousand and they might be one pound shares nominal value which is quite a common one but you could have 50p shares or 20p shares, but the the term 1,000 authorised shares means the maximum shares I could go and issue is 1,000, as opposed to when you issue them. And when you issue them, that's how many you have in actual circulation. So I'm right in thinking then authorised is just 
basically how many shares you can issue if you want to, like legally, according to your documents, but you don't have to issue that number of shares. So it's a bit like having some something in reserve if you need to raise some more money in the future. Exactly. So authorised, as you said, is what they may issue. This is what you can issue, but you haven't. It might be that you've decided to issue one one pound share. And that's all you've got. That's all the cash you've got coming in from those shares. But in the future, you can still go and issue another 999 shares if you wanted to. Great. That makes sense. Brilliant. So the final A we want to talk about today then is audit. And I know both of us are from an audit background. So Lisa, what do we mean by what is an audit? Okay, it's a really big question, so I'm going to try and keep it as short as I can. Um, But very, very simply, the job of the external auditors is to come and verify the financial statements. And the point of having an audit is that the auditors are going to issue a report to the shareholders of the company, which enhances the credibility of those financial statements. So without going into too much detail, a simple way to think of it is the auditors come in, they check the accounts, they check that they follow the accounting rules, they look at how management have used all these judgments and the estimates that we've talked about and they see if they seem reasonable. And then what they will do is issue this report to the shareholders that includes the phrase true and fair. And if we see that phrase in the auditor's report, it means that we should be able to trust the figures that are in the financial statements. Brilliant. And you mentioned there about the external auditor giving an opinion to the shareholders. What's the importance of the fact that do not do the shareholders not know what's going on on a day-to-day basis? So if you think about a big company, the shareholders don't run the company. The shareholders are just investors and they've appointed the directors to run the company for them. And because it's the directors who are preparing the financial statements, the shareholders need to be able to trust those figures. And that's where the auditor comes in because they're going to be independent and they can give this objective opinion to enhance this um, trustworthiness of the financial statements. Yeah, I see. And that's why a smaller company where the shareholders and the directors are the same and there isn't that divorce of ownership and management, that's why they don't need an audit because the shareholders are already engaged daily in what the business is doing. So it's yeah. these larger corporates that need an audit. Yeah. So in the UK, without going into the detail, there's like a size limit. So if you're below the size limit, you just don't have to appoint audit. If you're above the size limit, you have to have your accounts audited. And all of this information for like a listed company is on public record. So you can find their financial statements and also their auditor's report. Brilliant. So that's the end of this brilliant episode of Alphabet Accounting. 